welcome back to D-Cup, the Disney Channel unoriginal podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Megan. And each week, we re-watch a Disney Channel original movie and discuss everything from the good to the bad to the incredibly cringy in order to put it into an ultimate DCOM ranking. This week, we're watching the 2000 Christmas classic, The Ultimate Christmas Present. And this week, we have a very special guest. She is an amazing singer and dancer. She is a beautiful, intelligent woman with a fresh MBA. And she is one of my very best friends of 10 years. Please welcome to the podcast, Miss Ayana Henry. Wow. This is very welcoming. I love it here. I love it here. <laughs> like, I'm so honored. So long. Truly, that's how to make someone feel like a queen. Like, thank you guys. Five minutes standing ovation. <laughs> I don't know what I did to deserve this, but thank you. My studio audience loves you. <laughs> Thank you guys. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Also, a fun fact for all the listeners out there. So Sabrina and Ayana are two of my bestest friends in the entire world. They were also born one day apart and they share a middle name. How fun is that? Wait, really? So we both have Lynn. Yes. As wow. Middle name. <laughs> Hi, Sabrina Lynn. Wow. Hey, Ayana Lynn. <laughs> How cute. <laughs> Megan, how did you find friends whose birthdays are very close and same middle name? Well, I search so hard. You can't be my best friend <laughs> you're February 20-something with the middle name Lynn. Okay. It's a quota system. <laughs> so, Ayana, what's your relationship with DCOMs? Did you watch them growing up? Were you not a Disney kid? Were you a big Disney kid? So I really didn't have the opportunity to be a big Disney kid, but like in between like rehearsals or a church. So when I did have time to watch Disney stuff, it was normally like the late night things. Mm. So like That's So Raven was normally coming on. Nice. Yeah, there was, there was a lot. There was a lot. <laughs> so... What's one of your favorite Disney movies that you remember from childhood? So I was, there's a two, like there's two that are a strong first. And the first one is Meet the Robinsons, the movie. Yes. And okay. then the second one is Stitch, like just all of the Stitch series. Oh, okay. Well, Lilo like, and Stitch, I sorry. I shouldn't discount my good sis Lilo, but Lilo, <laughs> <laughs> Lilo and Stitch. But I don't, I don't know. It's something about like the family dynamic in Meet the Robinsons. Like even to this day, like in co- like during college, when I was in college, if I was like overstressed and like literally was doing assignments at 2 a.m. And I was just like, I don't know what life is. I would put on Meet the Robinsons, cry and then be proactive with life and just feel so accomplished. I don't know what it is <laughs> about Meet the Robinsons, but it gave me the like strength to push through school and life. <laughs> I love. Did you watch the the Lilo and Stitch show that they? Had? I did. I love Lilo and Stitch. My favorite thing. I was always like, my mom would pick me up, and it was like 
it came on like right when I would get home from school. And so like my mom would pick me up and I'd be like, hurry, we're going to be asleep. (laughs) So what's scary about that is that I somehow found a partner who was just as obsessed with Lilo and Stitch. And as a kid, he used to stitch roll around his house. And like, like now we greet each other with the like, he got, he got like, you know how he says hi? Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of sickening. <laughs> what a dream. I was like, I, yeah, he's, he's looking at me right now. Like, why are you exposing me? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I love you. I promise. <laughs> it's okay. We only have like 30 regular listeners. He's safe. <laughs> well, just be the one that blows up and then be like, bro, you roll around your house like stitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was funny. That was really funny. Yeah, no, you should have seen his face and like, how did I get into this? Like, what the heck? <laughs> it's fine. I love you. So, Ayana, why did you want to come on the podcast for this Disney Channel movie in particular? Because, well. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. When you and I, you know, got together, getting reunited, and I was in a happy place, and I had to think back to a time, like a movie that really made me happy. And apparently, for some reason, this was the movie that made me happy. Like, I just remember being excited that she had a machine that made it snow and she didn't have to go to school. Like, I was like, oh, (laughs) I really want, like, I wish I had that. But then looking back at the movie, I was like, oh my goodness, so much has happened. Like, seeing it from an adult perspective, it, it just looked like a whole different movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. So let's hop into this. Sabrina, can you first please hit us with a summary of this movie? I sure can. When Allie and her best friend Sam get their hands on a weather-making machine built by Santa Claus himself, they use it to create an out-of-the-blue snowstorm in sunny Los Angeles. But when the machine malfunctions, things get out of hand, and it threatens to ruin Christmas. Wow. That's some stakes. <laughs> sure is. I, I, Ayana, I'd like to hear you first. Before you like watched the movie, what did you like kind of remember of it from childhood? So like from childhood, I specifically remember there were two girls like that had a weather machine and I knew it made mm-hmm. snow, but rewatching it, I didn't realize Brenda's song was in it. Really? That's like one of the few things I did remember. I was Me like, too. it's Baby Brenda song. I don't know why yeah. I didn't remember that, but I was so excited to see her on the screen. Like, that was one of the main <laughs> things I paid attention to. <laughs> I love that. Sabrina, what about you? I do remember specifically young Brenda song. And then, same as Ayana, I remembered like two girls really wanted to make it snow for Christmas. And then I specifically remembered, th- I, I wrote it down as the weird egg looking weather thing. And looking back on it now, like seeing it again, it looked like a little robot. Like they made it into like, they had a little face <laughs> on it. But I remembered yeah. it as like an egg, just like a metal egg. So <laughs> I don't know where that pretty came much from. correct. <laughs> I think you tapped into a suppressed memory. Like, when you said egg, I was like, oh, yeah, it is an egg. And then I was like, that's not, it was not an egg. It most definitely was a a machine. (laughs) What about you, Megan? So I remembered Baby Brenda's song. 
And then I remembered the really tall elves. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like I was like, this is the movie with the tall elves. And then I remembered like you all the weather machine and how like I don't know that the image of that weather machine is like stamped on my brain. <laughs> <laughs> but like I do remember this a lot because they would show it every year at Christmas, and I always would get very excited seeing it. So before we hop into like what we like and what we didn't like, uh, let's do our little writer director corner. So this movie was written by Hallie Einhorn and Michael Hitchcock. And this is Hallie Einhorn's only credit on her IMDb. She has done nothing else except this movie. Her sole project. So she, oh man. Yeah, she really was like, I nailed it. I'm not going to do anything else. <laughs> but uh michael hitchcock he's actually mainly an actor however he was a writer on mad tv from 1999 to 2007 and he is the one of the executive producers on glee and crazy ex-girlfriend i love crazy ex-girlfriend that's a great say, show i don't remember crazy ex-girlfriend it's a newer show it's not a disney show it's like an adult show oh yeah okay yeah so that's just like a mixed bag of <laughs> credits for that guy. Yeah. And then the movie was directed by Greg Beeman, who wrote one of Sabrina and I's favorite <laughs> Disney Channel movies, Under Wraps, that <laughs> we surprisingly loved so much. <laughs> like, we did. It caught us off guard how much we loved that movie. He also directed Brink, Horse Sense, uh, Miracle on Lane 2, and nowadays he just kind of directs on random like superhero TV shows. So he's still working, doing doing stuff. That's awesome. Got a I love career. People, like find their purpose. Yeah, purpose and craft and can like continue doing that. Yeah, I love that for him. I was also just so excited when I saw that he also did Under Wraps because I was like, that makes sense because I love yeah. both of these movies. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> now, Sabrina, I, I heard you said earlier that you have a question to start us off with. I would love to hear yeah. it. I, from this movie, I was thrown back to childhood when they're sitting in front of the TV watching the news to see if their school was closed for a snow day. Do you guys have like the memory of being either fully exhilarated by that day or extremely disappointed because I have very vivid <laughs> memories of it. That's hilarious that you say that. That's one of my notes I took. Cause I was like, wow, they really did her dirty. I was like, why the heck? Like they really crushed that girl's dreams by skipping over her school and then coming back <laughs> to it. Like she looked like she was about to cry. But I remember that. I remember like waiting, like getting up at like five or 6am waiting. Like, okay. Yep. School's going to be canceled and hoping that it would be. I remember like it changed over the course of schooling. Cause I remember, so like I went to uh, a private elementary school and so we never got snow days. Oh. And so it was kind of like a phone call from like the old lady at the reception desk to my parents. And then I remember like when I moved to public school, it would be like a phone call and I would be, I have memories of like being in my bed, snoozing, hearing the phone ring and being like, I hope that means school is canceled. <laughs> and then my mom would yell, school is canceled. <laughs> and then in high school, I just got texts that it was canceled. I was going to say it's weird. Well, I mean, it's weird, but it's also really cool how we were able to see, like to go from the news and then to like, 
text and social media to find out if school is canceled. Like, that's crazy that we were able to be like in the middle of it all. Yeah, we were like the transition kids. Yeah, we definitely were. That's crazy. That was a great question. (laughs) Thank you. So let's get into what we liked about this movie. Ayana, I want to hear some of your likes first. First of all, I love that these girls were so innovative to find a solution not to go to school. Like she low-key manifested (laughs) that she was going to find a way that she didn't have to write this paper because when they were in their classes, she goes, I hope there's a school day. Like I do not want to write this paper. And not even 30 minutes later, she had a solution. Like the innovation of this young girl, she's going for (laughs) Like, I love it. Yes. Allie Thompson is the original manifested girl. Literally. (laughs) And then if she was in like modern day, she would definitely have crystals. Crystals, lavender, sage, you know. (laughs) It all figured out. A couple piercings here and there. Yeah. (laughs) But also like looking at it from an adult like perspective, which kind of like was like, ah, like hit home, is her comment about her mom. Like, I love that her mom was so driven. Like, I love that her mom had her business together and things like that. But did you guys hear the comment where her friend was like, oh, the food smells so good. And her and then her she responds to her friend. Yeah, we only get frozen dinners. And I was like, man, like her mom is spending her day like pouring into her craft, but she doesn't have the energy or time to really like make a course meal, like seven course meal like that for her family. So I was like, she's yeah. I love that she's doing her craft, but like also dang, like watching that from an adult perspective kinda kinda hit home. Yeah. And then that that line also like it helped build up this their whole dynamic. Cause like, you know that scene where like Santa reads these girls to filth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He tells he's like, you pretend like your life is perfect, but really everyone in the family is running in different directions and you don't have time for each other. And like, that was one of those like little lines that like set up that. So I liked how like it didn't, the movie didn't outwardly say it. They just showed it in these little ways. Also, I really liked how they had these grown men. First of all, I didn't remember that these men were like seven feet tall. (laughs) approaching these little girls like one of them literally said hey yo i know you on the naughty list come here like Like, can you imagine walking down the street and seeing this grown man elf costume approaching your kid i know you're on the naughty list like what the heck and they're wearing like lederhosen like it's it's so awkward this is very a nine this is very much a 90s film because like you couldn't do that today no there was a (laughs) lot of things they said that i was just like wow that did not age well no not at all um so one of my favorite things about this movie right off the bat i loved that there was actually like an intro to the movie so a lot of these Disney Channel movies we watch, I hit play and it starts immediately. Like uh, I hit play and then it's like, hello, this is the voiceover. And we're immediately into the action. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not ready. <laughs> and this one actually like a normal movie should had a little bit of intro to it for me to like settle down, put my blanket on, you know? Girl, you should have that ready before the movie. <laughs> Not letting the movie start to get your popcorn. When now we're grown, getting your wine. Like, get it together before the movie. I really loved the family dynamic of this movie. 
I think it was really well done. And also, I feel like we rarely see a family that is actually stressed in like a cheesy Christmas movie like this. Like they talk about like, oh, I have so much to do, but then they're never looking stressed. And they're always just like taking (laughs) strolls down the town and... It always like bugs me. But in this one, like everyone is stressed about something. And I loved it. <laughs> Literally every, now that I think about it, every character was stressed about, like even the little brother was stressed. <laughs> like, where's yeah. my present? <laughs> Sir, really if you not, get out my room. <laughs> so I'm going to say this. And it's going to sound like an insult, I'm scared. but I promise it's not. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so, like, this movie is a star-studded cast of B-list actors. And that sounds like an insult, but I mean it in, like, the best way to where, like, there's so many, like, like not, like, top-billed actors, but they're all, like, really, really great ones. Like, we had the Hallie Todd, the mom from Lizzie McGuire, Brenda Song, Spencer Breslin as a baby, Will yeah. Fodderbach, the voice of Patrick Starr, and then we have Emmy-winning actor Peter Scolari as the weatherman, who, like, by the way, Peter Scolari sadly passed away this past October, so, yeah. like, RIP to him. He is like, he's such a great comedian, Emmy award winning actor. I always get like, it always like weirds me out when they get like really famous or not really famous, but like award winning actors. But like the cast was a very good cast. I was very, I was very like surprised by it. And I thought they all delivered on performances. As I I was watching it, I was like, oh, that's, yeah. I was like, that's the mom from Even Steven. Lizzie McGuire. Oh, oh gosh, I'm <laughs> terrible. And my, we're sitting there watching it. My boyfriend, he's like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> like, why did no one correct me? You let me get on this podcast and say it wrong. So embarrassed. <laughs> no, you're fine. I just wanted to like go through and talk about some of these individual performances, and I want to start with Mrs. Claus. Oh, a baddie. I, I yes. She is a baddie. Yes. I thought, first of all, I loved that she was like the same age as Santa. Because I feel like in a lot of like Santa movies, Mrs. Claus is often like 30 for some reason. And he's like 400 years old. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) I I liked that they were the same age. I also loved that she was like, she was integral to the operation of the North Pole. Like she was a business lady. And I loved that about her. They had to come to her for the innovative ideas. And she was like, yes, this is cool. But she was blunt. And she said, no, this is a terrible idea. I love that. (laughs) I loved that so much. I loved her whole energy. She had a great energy. And I loved her relationship with Santa. Which Santa, by the way, I feel like he was top tier Santa. I love a Santa movie. He's actually played Santa in multiple things. So like he, this is not a first time Santa role for him. When I was on IMDb, he would, he's, he's been playing Santa. (laughs) Well, he's good at it. I have to say, I don't know if it was makeup or just wall of skin, but he looked good. He did. You know what? His skin looked almost like. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it, yeah. it almost seemed like they really took to heart the like whole imaginable like fake character, like almost like 
his beauty was unattainable. Like I was kind of caught off guard by that. I'm sorry. He, I love that you said Santa's beauty is unattainable. I was probably like, wait a minute. How do I get my skin to look like that? He also had like a California so, tan. Yeah. Which tracks. I mean, he's at his summer cabin. So Yeah, in winter. <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys, so like of the Santa Christmas movies, who is like your favorite Santa? I would say like for me, like Tim Allen, but this guy, this guy might be up there in my list of Santas. Now, are you saying Tim Allen because he had multiple? Hmm. You because know what? He did franchise that. Yeah. Like, is it because <laughs> you've seen him more or is it like? It might be because the Santa Claus movies were a big part of my childhood. Hmm. Yeah, me too. I also you know think what? Tim Allen, but I don't know if that's based on performance or if it's just because that's my memory of like santa as a child i was just about to say the same i was gonna say tim allen but i was like i really can't think of anyone else to compare him to so by default he kind of wins santa wow interesting i I also tall elves yes (laughs) we please discuss the tall elves they were the best comedic duo of the 21st century the one that experienced Ding Dong Bitch for the first time, hilarious. Like, <laughs> this man was on the so side good. of the house, like, he, he, he. like, sir, you were a grown seven foot man. <laughs> Why are you playing Ding Dong Ditch for the first time? <laughs> no, one of my favorite scenes was when, towards the end, when they had, what's his name, Edwin, the meteorologist sitting in yeah sitting in between them and he goes to get up and they stand up and he looks mini compared to them and he immediately sits back down (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny that was a great scene straight up man that was another performance i really loved i'm just going down my list of performances i thought that the girls were great Allie and sam I yes. thought they were really good little child actors. I liked that they looked like children because they were children. And I liked their relationship. Like, Brenda Song was not having any of Allie's <laughs> mess. I was just about to say that. I was like, I, like watching it now and being as aware as I am, it was like, man, they really played into the, like, the blonde who can get away with anything and then, like, the person of color, like, being their altar friend who's always, like, keeping their head on their shoulders. Because, like, even when she went to the cabin, she was like, yeah, people have cabins out here because they don't want to be bothered. And she was just like, yeah, why not? Like, let's go with your trash. And then same thing with the house. Like, I can't remember the specific scene, but she, like, checked her again. And she was like, yeah, your ego is just, like, really high right now. And I was like, man, like, really? But then again, we all need that friend who, like, keeps us in check. We do. I also loved when Brenda Song was, like, talking about her dad. I thought that was like a, a sweet moment for them. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. I thought that I really a little. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I didn't laugh that her dad died. I did not laugh that her dad died. <laughs> I was laughing because I was like, man, those were really fake tears. Like they gave her two drops. Like if you paid attention, they yes. gave her two drops that just like and they sat there and she was blinking really hard to get them out. And I was like, okay. I'm sorry. Now you guys make me feel like a butthole for laughing. 
<laughs> no, I I actually have that in my negatives because it was also really late. Like it wasn't when she was talking about her dad being dead. Like it was like way after that. Yeah, and then there's like two tears come out of her face. <laughs> I'm so um, sorry. That sounds so I, bad. No, that made me laugh. That was funny. <laughs> I also need to bring up the brief moment where we see the picture of Edwin's sister that the boss is dating. And it's literally (laughs) just the actor in a blonde wig and like a pink dress. (laughs) (laughs) So good. I thought that was the funniest thing ever because it was literally just Peter Scolari in a wedding dress. (laughs) (laughs) And it's supposed to be for everyone who didn't watch the movie. The the weatherman is like getting berated by his boss, and his boss is like, "The only reason I keep you around is because you're married, or because I'm married to your sister." And it cuts to a picture of him in a wig. That's sick. <laughs> that is sick. In that scene too, I loved that network executive. He was hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. He was going off when he called him a lemon sucking face. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like that. <laughs> and then he came in his bow tie. I'm like, I thought he looked pretty spiffy, but <laughs> and he just told him, change. He said, change your whole attire. Like, good lord, can you imagine going into your boss's office and then calling you a lemon face, whatever, and then saying your clothes are trash? Like, and then he was also like, smile more. And I was like, that's experience. <laughs> but also, let's be real, he was not great at his job. No, he, he looked like he was going to fall apart at any moment whenever he was on screen. They literally gave him the news and said, it is snowing. He said, yeah, this isn't right. Balls up the paper and throws it. And then they got tired of his stuff. So they threw, I don't know if I can cuss on here. Got tired he of can. his stuff. I'm not going to cuss. <laughs> Just don't think that Disney and cussing go together. I can't. I want to so bad. But, um... They threw a snowball at him on set. And I was like, geez, how much of a butthole do you have to be for, like, the crew to get you to see what's happening? That was a really funny moment, too, because, like, the snow was, like, all in his ear. It stayed. It did not melt. It did not move. It molded to his head. (laughs) Man, there's one shot I wanted to bring up that I loved a lot. And it was... So there's a moment in the movie where... It's the moment where... Sam and Allie are talking about like Sam's dad passing away. And then they kind of start talking about like Christmas traditions. And Allie says that her dad gets her mom a charm for her charm bracelet every year for Christmas. And her mom always acts super surprised and she loves it, which is very relatable. I feel like to a lot of people, cause like my mom had a charm bracelet growing up and we would always get her a charm for it. And she loved it. But when they find out the dad's not going to make it home for Christmas, there's a shot of the mom hugging the son and the camera just like pans to her bracelet on her wrist really quick. And it made me cry. <laughs> Yeah, like a single yeah. tear left my eye. I was like, oh, the bracelet. Because it really like shows, like, man, you really went through all this for a paper, and now your mom doesn't get to have the same memory or moment that she normally does. So I know that really made her feel like a butthole. Yeah, but then it ended up leading into like such a cute ending with the dad being able to make it home, and then him giving her a charm, and like that made my heart melt at the end 
because they had that very specific moment where they talk about the charm bracelet and then they show it and then it just like full circle wraps at the end. And I thought that was such a cute little family moment. Yeah, I loved the ending. I thought it was sweet. And not just that, like the charm was bigger than the other ones that she's ever gotten. So it was really like an apology and like showing his love for her. That That's dope. Yeah. yeah. It was so sweet. Real quick, I would love us to discuss the little brother. <laughs> <laughs> I would have eaten him across the room so many times. <laughs> He's so okay. I wrote down as well. I said, <laughs> the little brother makes me want to hit him, oh which God. I think doing a great job because because like Allie wanted to hit him so like I think he he did great because I wanted to like like wreck this child he definitely knew the assignment and you know he (laughs) he he went for it and he did so well also Spencer Breslin that's his name right yeah what other Christmas movie is he in the Santa Claus 2 and the Santa Claus 3 okay that's what I thought because I was like the first time I saw him I was like, is he in every Christmas movie? And I knew that was an exaggeration, but I was like, he has been in a specific Christmas movie that is ingrained in my head and I don't know which one it is. But I think he did great. He's the head elf. Well, he takes over Bernard's spot. Oh yeah, he does. Right, yes. That's That's his name, Curtis. Yes. But that also shows the sister's maturity because she could have and should have probably retaliated. But she talks him through it. Like, that's a lot of emotional maturity for someone who's 12. Yeah. I did, too. Like, I liked how the mom actually disciplined her kids when they were acting up. (laughs) Yeah. The mom felt very accurate. She was very loving. But then she also, like, (laughs) I cracked up when she was like, how many times have I told you to put your dirty clothes in the hamper? (laughs) I was like, this is a mom. This is a real mother. (laughs) Not to be, not to be negative. But I just thought it was so funny that Brenda, like I literally wrote down her quote and she said, we should give this back because it could cause a flood or some sort of storm that could harm others. And the response to that is, I'm excited to not have to go to school. (laughs) I'm excited to not have to write a paper. Like, girl, (laughs) this is like people are in the hospital. (laughs) You're worried about this dang paper. should have wrote a couple weeks ago (laughs) the audacity i'm sorry that was just so funny (laughs) Allie really has like a one-track mind she is (laughs) incapable of any other problems (laughs) so before i think that's a great transition for negatives unless anybody else has like a positive they want to add no? Okay. So, Sabrina, why don't you start us off with a negative that you have? Okay. I have one really big negative, to me at least, and that's the character of Edwin, the meteorologist. I was not really a fan of yeah. him overall in the story, and he was just kind of like an egoistic like jerk, and he, a lot of the stuff that he did like well one i was like why does he have a job two why does he have the audacity to ask for a raise three why does he have an open flame in an office and i was wondering that too (laughs) he had a whole science lab (laughs) and i also was just 
kind of also he assumed this family started a storm which like if he's an actual meteorologist i don't think he would just first be like this started at this house and this family man made this storm because of the government it was just a weird storyline but he's unhinged. <laughs> he is he is unhinged but i also kind of wish they just kept him the villain at the end like i wish they didn't give him you know, something at the end to make him look better. Because he was kind of crazy, I was like, I wish they just kind of kept him that villain and that's just the way he was. Yeah. I liked him, but I think it's, I liked him because I thought he was really funny in the movie. Like, I thought his physical comedy and I thought his, like, performance was really funny. But yeah, I could see he doesn't fit. I also thought, like, on paper, his villain story was kind of lame where he took the machine and was like, I'm going to be the world's best meteorologist. The whole time it was him keeping himself from being a great meteorologist. Like, sir, you're awkward on camera. You don't know how to read the <laughs> monitor. Just just find another job. It's it's not for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wish they would have just, like, I although, like, I loved his performance. I think the performance was great. I just didn't like the writing of the character within the rest of the story. Yeah. So I was kind of wishing, yeah. like, maybe one of the two elves, like, would have turned on Santa and been like, I'm going to take the machine and I'm going to be in charge of everything. You know, instead, like, I think that would be more interesting and fun. I just didn't like his whole storyline. I didn't think it, like, fit as well. So I guess that's, like, one thing I would want to change is find a different villain or a better way to write him into the story. Yeah, I think if they had more time, they could have, like, worked it in more. Sabrina, that's what I was going to ask. Did you not like him because he played his character so well? Or was it the plot of his, like, villain story? It was the plot of his villain story. I, I liked the actor's performance, and I think he did a lot with what he was given. Okay. But, I yeah, I just didn't like the way it was written. It felt kind of out of place to me within the whole rest of the story. That makes sense. But I do like your whole, like, ending. That would have been a great part, too, of them trying to track down the elves and this evil meteorologist. That was his job, right? Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. want to call him a, a, a meteor shower. I don't know why my brain was... <laughs> you didn't like about the movie. First of all, it made me feel old. <laughs> like, I remember the bedazzled jeans. The bedazzled jeans, the hair, the, like slang i was just like man this is so yeah middle school there were two other things the mom let a stranger just walk in her house like i don't care if you're coming to fix my tv i'm home alone with my kids why are you trying to come in my house like that why are you touching my picture frames like get that's where i was like okay this doesn't feel realistic to me <laughs> yeah i love how you were like santa very realistic but this scene <laughs> no <laughs> My suspension of disbelief only goes so far. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I did not like, this actually genuinely pissed me off. Seeing that the machine only needed batteries. I don't know why that pissed me off, but it did. That was like one of my biggest dislikes of this whole movie. I was furious when, <laughs> when they were like, the machine just isn't working. I don't know what it could be. And then Allie says, do you have batteries? <laughs> and that was literally what was wrong with it. They didn't have batteries. I 
I also need to add right after that, Santa only thanks Allie for her help. And like these two elves and Sam have been there the whole time. So what is up, Santa? That's rude. Don't do that. That is really rude. I didn't even notice that. I didn't either until you just said it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. That's, yeah. I also need, the. we already talked about the scene where Santa's kind of reading these girls for filth. I thought it was a little creepy, <laughs> to be honest. I was like, this is intense. And I am kind of off put by this. And also I noticed in that scene did you guys hear, did Santa have an accent? Because I felt like he kind of had an accent and I was this, confused. <laughs> this is, he, yes, he had a certain sort of dialect that is reminiscent of RP English, like from the 1800s, where he would kind of put a little roll on his R's every now and then. But he didn't have like the tall vowels. So it was like American vowels, but he would put a roll on the R's. So he'd be like, Merry Christmas. And at, like he like, was mimicking someone. Yeah. Yeah. Like at first I was like, oh, maybe it's just like, you know, that's the actor's like natural dialect or, you know, and I looked it up and I couldn't find where he was from. I saw a bunch of like Canadian like references and stuff and his wikipedia but i was like i feel like that's not what i'm hearing though and i'm like this was this had to be specific to this santa but i could not figure out what he was trying to do the whole time <laughs> i think he's just trying to sound old i don't know water all over myself like completely missed my mouth <laughs> i'm so thirsty i'm sorry before i go into my big like my big dislike of the movie i wanted to bring this scene up why is Allie's teacher coming for her so hard? She was really, like, embarrassing her in front of the entire class, specifically. I was like, this is, this teacher is, it has problems. I mean, she reminds me of every other teacher at, well, not, not art teachers, but regular teachers at Capitol High School. Specifically, yeah. like, history or English, because they're like, you're not paying attention to me and I'm taking my time to educate you. Not my Siri coming on when I said Capitol High School. Oh. They're trying to come get me. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, she homegirl was like too mesmerized with that guy who was sitting in front of her. That's true. And she <laughs> the most average little boy I've ever seen. Yes, yes. Yeah. A most middle school boy. <laughs> I think he was also wearing like Jenko jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Which we're not in the fashion section yet, but that is definitely a negative. <laughs> I literally, there have been a couple movies. I'm like, oh my God, we were crushing on this little boy. Like he literally, he looks like a regular little boy. Like he got nothing to offer. But you wouldn't be thinking about that in middle school. So Also, this is a funny, another funny negative. The op I said I loved the opening in the fact that there was one. But the opening shots of L.A. look like they were filmed on a flip phone. Uh, <laughs> and, and, like, there's, there's one where it's very clearly, like, from an airplane window, where I could kind of see, like, the framing of the airplane window. Oh. <laughs> and it made me laugh. 
not me I, coming at the the team. <laughs> I am. I am coming at the team. I also one of my negatives was why was the mom assistant like mom's assistant there? Like he really didn't add much to the movie. <laughs> he was funny. He he was, but I was like there when he left i was like oh okay <laughs> i was like okay bye i was like i don't really i haven't really noticed him the whole time so i was like i feel like we didn't really need him he had some like funny jokes but i was like overall probably either could have been written better or just like not at all in my opinion yeah i definitely I mean, that. i feel like they tried to use him as like a little a little comedic part but it kind of was just like why are you here? Yeah. I, yeah. I gotta say, I did laugh when he put that turkey on his hand and pretended it was a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hilarious when he jumped under the table and she was like, it's just a truck going by. And it's like, girl, that was an earthquake. Why are you trying to gaslight that man? <laughs> I felt the same way. I was like, a truck? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh my God. Also, why did a guy in LA have a snowmobile? I was thinking like, the same thing. Why? Excellent question. <laughs> just a quick little thing. Just why did that man have a snowmobile? <laughs> That's a good question. I gotta say, my biggest dislike of the movie, it made me sad. I loved this movie, genuinely. It made me feel like very warm in my chest like it gave me that happy christmas feeling and i was having so much fun until like the climax of the movie i feel like the climax and the falling action were kind of random like they're suddenly in this candy factory and then and then he falls into a vat of chocolate and i also i need to say a chocolate covered Peter Scolari, crouched like Gollum in the rafters, <laughs> is my new sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> you know what's sick? My brain said, my brain said, I bet, I guarantee they're still going to sell that chocolate, even though he contaminated it. Like, I, I hate this adult brain. Like, why can't I just watch the movie? <laughs> no, I thought a similar thing. I was like, first of all, why is there an open vat of chocolate just in this warehouse? <laughs> that is unsanitary. <laughs> The, the cotton candy is in literally just an open cardboard box. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably, they, did, they had just gotten shut down by the health department. That's sick. But I felt like that was a little random, like the chocolate and all of that. It felt like it just, it went really quick. I feel like they could have had a lot better, like, climax. It all just, it all seemed very easy. And then when they're fixing the machine and it just needed batteries. <laughs> <laughs> like that was that made, that was really that made me that. angry I'm not gonna lie you had an hour and 30 yeah. minutes to tell me all you needed was some batteries <laughs> <laughs> I was, like that was enough to where I was it made it made that feeling in my chest disappear for just a minute it came back like when we saw like the dad return and then we saw the meteorologist in Antarctica and then my last my last negative is I hate I hate so much that they said the title of the movie is the last line of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I, they already had a moment where Santa said it, or like one of the girls said it and Santa said it again. So it's like, we got yeah. we got the title line. 
We don't need it again at the yeah. end. I'm already like, anytime they say the title of a movie in the movie, I'm always like, roll credits. <laughs> but the fact that they said it three times, that was too much. <laughs> hey, you know what they say? Yeah. The last thing you remember. So they were like, maybe you didn't read the title, so we're going to say it again and have a theme song with it. Yep. Third time's the charm. Yeah. Do you all so have sure. any other negatives from this movie? Nah, the batteries just really, really did me in. <laughs> The batteries really are like the worst part. <laughs> like, yeah, what a cop out! Literally, they they could have made up anything. Yeah, they really could have anything, but they chose batteries. I'm, they had they had magic on their side with Santa, so I don't understand why they chose batteries. That was the thing. I was like, why couldn't they have done like, oh, the spirit of Christmas or the kids are being bad and you need to be nice. That's what I thought they were going to go with. (laughs) But no, they were like, this is a scientific movie. (laughs) (laughs) So I would love to transition into some fashion notes. I don't have that many, but what what is, what's yours? Some things you liked in this fashion department? Oh, I loved the bedazzled jeans. (laughs) <laughs> but it also made me feel really old. So, <laughs> or like, I loved her. I loved her jean jacket, Brenda Song's jean jacket. Yeah, that was really. Yeah, Allie had this little bucket hat that was so cute, big fan. And those came back in style. I'm very happy. Pretty much that. everything. Like, even I was at first surprised. Like, wow, these twelve-year-olds have a low rising jeans. But then I was like. <laughs> Yeah. Was that shit? Yes, that was my dog. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she literally has been like, girl, pay attention to me now. But then again, like those jeans came back in style. So like it's interesting to see. Wait, when was this movie made again? 2000. 2000. Yeah. 21 years later. Oh my god. 21 years later, <laughs> all of this comes back in style. That's crazy. That is wild. I love their hair too. I thought they had some really cute yeah. hairstyles throughout. But you notice that's back in style too, though. Yeah. I also have to mention Mrs. Claus's like red suit jacket with like the poinsettias on it with the matching skirt was a fire look. Queen. (laughs) And then her hair. Her hair looked so good. Yes. The whole team made her look fabulous. The casting for her and Santa were great because they looked so cute together. Like, with everything that they did with them wardrobe-wise, I loved it. She had that, like, like even the attire, the hair, the energy, she gave very much so, I'm in control of the relationship, and I'm your safe haven. I don't have to be loud, I don't have to yell, but, like, we we know what's up. And, like, it was (laughs) even proven, like, in their call when he was, like, spazzing, and she was like, did you look in the snow? Did you look in your house? Like, clean energy. (laughs) I love her. She really was great. So, would you all like to know some fun facts about this movie? Are they going to make me sad? No, I think they'll make you happy. Okay, yeah, I want to know the facts. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I I just have a couple. Okay. And they're all about awards. So, three of these actors were nominated for Young Artist Awards, and two of them won. So Haley Hirsch, who plays Allie, won a Young Artist Award for Best Performance in a TV Movie for Leading Young Actress. And then Brenda Song won the Young Artist Award for Best Performance in a TV Movie 
for supporting young actress. I thought that was awesome that they like the two the two main girls they got their awards. No, that is good. And then um, Spencer Breslin, the little brother, was nominated for a Young Artist Award for Best Performance in a TV Movie by a young actor aged ten or under, which is a very specific category. It is. <laughs> but he did not win. He was nominated. But I mean, he was still he was pretty young. So I think that's awesome. Those are the fun facts. I was going to say, how many kids was under 10? But, child, we, it's a whole Hollywood industry. Like, there are a lot of children <laughs> actors under the age of 10. <laughs> it makes sense. I do have a question. I was, I was wondering, where are these actors now? Wow, that's so funny that you ask because I actually know the answer to your question. That's, you're the best. Oh, thank you. I'm just uh, doing my job. How is Brenda Song? Like, what is she, what is she doing now? So Brenda Song, who played Sam Kwan, she began her career as a child model at the age of six, and her I didn't know that. yeah, and her first screen role was a guest appearance in the sitcom Thunder Alley, and then she went on to work with other children's shows such as Nickelodeon's A Hundred Deeds for Eddie McDowd. And then she ended up starring in The Ultimate Christmas Present, which then led her to sign a contract with Disney, where she obviously became a household name doing Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior, playing London Tipton in the Sweet Life franchise, as well as starring in Get a Clue and Stuck in the Suburbs. And then from there, she ended up transitioning to more mainstream roles, and she was in the film The Social Network. She had parts in ABC's Scandal and the Fox sitcom New Girl, where she then signed with Fox. And she recently now provides her voice for Disney's Amphibia. She stars in Hulu's Dollface and has headlined the thriller film Secret Obsession and the comedy drama Change Land. So she is working a lot. (laughs) So quick question. Um, Yeah. Sorry, don't mean to interrupt you. Quick question. She is London Tipton, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know if this is true, but like I wanted to ask to see if you guys seen it or knew. On TikTok, there was a commercial for Hulu, a like a tipped in like rerun or like a like to follow her life now as an adult. Is this true? Like if it is true, I'm going to be so excited. I don't know, but that sounds amazing. I have heard about that. I don't know if it's real or not, but I have I have heard about like the trailer and everything. I hope yeah. it is true. I would love to see that. I feel like Brenda's song is one of the most underrated Disney Channel queens. Like whenever you think of like Disney Channel queens, you think of like Raven, Hilary Duff, Selena Gomez, Miley Cyrus, but like Brenda's song stayed working. No, I agree. In so yeah. many Disney movies. And she's so good. Like, she does yeah. not get enough recognition. Also, isn't she married to Macaulay Culkin, the Home Alone kid? They they actually, they're not married. They've been together since 2017. And they had a son in April of this year. Oh. She's a mom. Yeah, I knew yeah. she had a kid. I just didn't know how old he was. Gosh. I love this for her. That's yeah, great. I not a thing growing over <laughs> Brenda's song. Brenda's song deserves the world. <laughs> now we do have to talk about Haley Hirsch, the lead, Allie Thompson. She started acting at the age of three. Oh and, wow. Yeah. 
And by the age of four, she had a recurring role on an ABC soap opera called Loving. And then she went on to do several Hallmark movies before landing One True Thing opposite of Meryl Streep and William Hurt, and soon after playing Tom Hanks's niece, I think it was. I did not write down the word <laughs> in You've Got oh, Mail. <laughs> she then moved to LA at the age of 12, and she became a finalist for Lizzie McGuire, but then was chosen to be in the ultimate Christmas present instead. Oh. Wait, you're telling me there's an alternate universe where <laughs> this girl is Lizzie McGuire? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oh my God. I wonder what our lives are like in that universe. <laughs> I think I like Lizzie McGuire better. <laughs> <laughs> I love Hilary Duff. I'm a Hilary Duff stan, so... She's my Lizzie. Oh, she's great. She continued to act in a plethora of TV and film, including a recurring role on ER as the character Rachel Green. She was in the movie 16 to Life, which she won Best Actress for at the 2010 Tunis International Film Festival. And her most recent film, which she had a pretty big gap. It seemed like she stopped acting in 2014 and then did her most recent film, Chasing the Rain, that came out in 2020. And oh wow. I think it's because she got married in 2013 and she moved to Asheville, North Carolina in 2014. And she had two sons and now operates a donut shop called Whole Donuts with her husband. That's the dream. In North Carolina? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm about to plan a trip. <laughs> Stop. Josh said it wasn't real. What? Oh, are you kidding? London Tipton thing is a fan-made concept. Josh, why did you have to ruin this? <laughs> I'm kidding. Hulu, I'm make it happen. I, I need Hulu yeah. to make it happen because I... Just yeah. Like, come on. But also, I'm Brenda's song obviously is working. I mean, she's doing like three yeah. things at once, like right now. So... She doesn't really need it, but I know everyone would love it. He doesn't <laughs> so, need it, come but on. I do. Yeah. And I exactly. Like Disney, Disney does a lot of like remakes or like add-ons. And it's like, I would rather see them in their present day. Like, don't give me a brand new child character in their role. Like, give me yeah. how yeah. they would be at our age. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the whole thing with the Lizzie McGuire reboot, why it fell through. Because Hilary Duff wanted it to be true to like what a 30-year-old Lizzie would be going through. And Disney was like, no. And so oh. that's why it fell through. <laughs> Everybody was joking. They were like, we just want Lizzie to have sex. <laughs> and, Yikes. And I was like, I'm sure it's more than that. But, <laughs> but isn't that isn't that what they did with iCarly? Now they're doing it as like they're older yeah. and like where they are now in their life. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like that idea. I wish they would do that with more of our childhood shows. Because I feel like we had some of the best childhood shows. And if they rebooted them into, like, adult okay. versions, I would watch them so quick. <gasps> Did you guys see The Proud Family is coming back? Yeah, but it's not really? It's not going to be. It's just The Proud Family, but they're all still teenagers. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah, because I, I thought it was going to be, like, Penny's an adult now. And it's there because I looked at a poster and the babies are still babies. Oh, sorry. I got a so oh. sidetracked. I am so sorry. Well, you're fine. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So I guess it's time to wrap up our thoughts into a nice little bow and just get our final thoughts out there. And then 
trying to figure out where we're going to put this on the ranking. So, Ayana, since you are a lovely guest, why don't you wrap up your thoughts? So, thoughts as in, like, negative things, things I liked. What's your overall, like, opinion of the movie? How it made you feel, like, you can reiterate some things, like the batteries. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, overall, like, I really loved, like, how Sabrina was saying, they give the family dynamic. They show a strong woman. Like, at that time, not many women were running their own businesses either or mm-hmm. specifically not in like movie roles like they were there but they weren't really seen doing the work i also really love the annoying brother like i look he wish they would have given him more screen time but he did really 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 well <laughs> with the screen time that he had and yeah. lastly i absolutely love the bedazzled jeans like it i don't know why that's such a core memory for me but <laughs> i think i need a pair of bedazzled jeans <laughs> you gonna add that to your Christmas list? Yeah, I think I might. <laughs> you sell some bedazzled jeans. I might get some judgment for it, but hey, you live every day, huh? <laughs> that you do. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sabrina? I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was heartwarming. It was fun. I I loved the family dynamic. I thought it was pretty realistic especially for like a cheesy Christmas movie. Although there were some like characters and some things that I probably would have changed. Overall, I enjoyed it enough that that didn't like bog it down by any means. And I would definitely watch it again. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did as an adult. And I was very pleasantly surprised that even though I had a few negatives, I would still sit down and watch this and have a good time especially at Christmas. Yeah, I feel the same as both of you. I loved this a lot. Like I said, it gave me that warm feeling. I like welled up with emotion, like happy emotion, a lot of different points. And I feel like we've definitely seen like, we're all familiar with the Christmas movie genre and like the sub genres in that. And like, maybe it's because I've been watching a lot of really bad Christmas movies lately. (laughs) And this one just was astounding by comparison. But I thought that it was a very good Christmas movie. Like for if we're looking at the genre and comparing it to everything in it, I thought it was a very good Christmas movie. I mean, we have our problems with it. The I like the ending, but the 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 climax and the falling action were kind of rushed and lame. I felt like if we had had more time, it could have been a little more. Or if we had thought of something better than batteries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrible concept. But I don't think it ruined the movie for me. And like Sabrina, like you said, like I I was just I was I loved it a lot more than I thought I would. Like I stopped taking notes at a point and just got caught up in the story. <laughs> yeah. So for the ranking, I was looking at putting it either above or below Halloween Town really wow so i don't know we have halloween town at number three right now this definitely needs to be below halloween town i don't think this could top (laughs) halloween town i don't know about that one this was a good movie but that was a far stretch just a little bit (laughs) see okay the the reason i think that is because i was looking back at my notes from when we did halloween town (laughs) josh just said hot damn (laughs) (laughs) now is that an agreement or like dang i can't believe she said that i was looking back at my notes from halloween town because i remembered halloween town was a perfect movie except for the ending which Mm. we said we felt like the ending was very rushed 
But I, looking back at my notes, there were also some characters that I felt like we felt like could have been integrated better. And that's kind of the same with this one. So I feel like our our likes and dislikes are pretty on par for Halloween Town. So that's why I said I could go above or below. I'm looking at maybe number four below Halloween Town. Don't change your answer okay. because of me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an open this is a democracy i actually we aren't far off i was trying to decide if i wanted it above or below full court miracle oh okay okay and so i and i can i can agree with you comparing it to halloween town they do have very similar notes but personally i think i would put it below halloween town because i i, I can agree with that like I, said, I was wavering yeah. i think i i could agree putting it in between Halloween Town and Full Court Miracle. Yeah. So I just because we haven't gone over the ranking in several episodes, like I don't think we've gone over the ranking since like episode five. Um, We're doing great. Update episode. <laughs> also, since I honestly, if so you can like hear the ranking and maybe offer commentary, <laughs> the current ranking of twelve movies so far. Oh, let me write this down. Okay. Okay. <laughs> She's gonna keep track. So we, have, <laughs> we have right now Xenon Girl of the Twenty First Century is number one. Oh, that's a great one. We have, it, it is. We have Under Wraps, nineteen ninety seven, as number two. Halloween Town at three. The Ultimate Christmas Present at number four. Full Court Miracle at five. Kim Possible So the Drama at six. Twitches at seven. Smart House at 8, Read It and Weep at 9, Phantom of the Megaplex at 10, Go Figure at 11, and Under Wraps 2021 at Dead Last. Jeez. <laughs> Still stand by it. <laughs> yes. This would not be my top three, but it is a it is a good movie. Yeah. Awesome. Ayana, thank you so much for coming yes, on the show. thank you. You were such a fun guest. Thanks. Uh, I love you guys. It was so much yeah. fun. Are you like, do you have anything going on? Do you want to like plug anything you're doing or anything anyone you know is doing? No, I don't have anything, but I'm just really, really excited to be on here. Like you guys are so awesome. And it was felt like I was talking to my sisters about a movie we just watched. <laughs> Aww, I love that so much. Also, if you love Ayana as much as we do, you can follow her on Instagram at underscore Nanu24. That's N-A-N-E-W. Aw, thanks. Yeah, guys. Go I'm follow really, her. I'm a, I'm a typical early, early, yeah, 23 is early 20s. Yeah, typical yeah. early 20-year-old, you know. And I, I just post, like, you know, positive things and new friends. I'm welcome to new adult friends. Still trying to, you yeah. know, find those. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much, Ayana, for coming on. It's been such a great time having you. You have to come back for another movie yes. sometime. Oh, please. And everyone, please join us back next week when we will be watching the 2021 movie Christmas again. Uh, it's brand new. It came out like three days ago from when we're recording this. Uh, Sabrina and I are going to try to give a new DCOM another chance. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it won't be at the but, bottom. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> but I, I'm excited. I'm 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 positively optimistic. Yes. I'm positively optimistic. So how are you feeling about the next one we're gonna do? 
I know I have a love for cheesy Christmas movies, and I'm excited to see what new Disney has for that genre. So I... I'm opti- I'm trying to stay as optimistic as possible, and I am excited to watch yet another Christmas movie. Yeah, Disney Channel doesn't have a lot of Christmas movies, like so. I I'm, I'm excited to see what they throw in there. Yeah. So Megan, where can you find us online? Well, as always, you can follow us on Instagram at Disney Channel Unoriginal Pod. Go follow them. They're awesome. <laughs> Also, if you would, you can rate us five stars. We would love to get more people to our podcast, and that's the easiest way to do it. And also, you can leave a review with your favorite DCOM to give us more ideas on what we can watch. We release new episodes every Sunday. So until next time, I'm Megan. I'm Ayana. And I'm Sabrina. And you've been listening to DCOM. The Disney Channel Unoriginal Podcast. Dun, 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 dun.